Open the five bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. To celebrate the holiday, I'm, I'm drinking some shots of Jägermeister. Nice. Is that... You look good in that button up. You Thank look very you. sharp, Brad. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I would suggest probably wearing a white t shirt underneath it. Nope. Incorrect, oh. Gus. Uh, how old are you? 700? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> That's not a t shirt, Gus. That's just his Chester. Yes. This is. <laughs> this is a solid mat of black. Yes. Well, it sounds like, like uh, you had uh, some uh, gremlins in there. Oh, I might have had some gremlins. Look out. I, you know what? I was waiting to make that exact scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You had gremlins. I it was curious. apropos of the situaciones. Yes, gremlins. Uh, well, on gremlins. that note, I will do an, in, do an intro. Um, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hey gang. Yeah, thanks. Thanks everyone. Uh my name is Brad Fatello. Uh <laughs> I'm joined by dead. my good died. friends Gus Gus Trout, Adam Lucas. Uh Gremlins. This is our uh Christmas episode. This is our last episode before the holiday. We are doing one more Christmas movie, but that'll be out it's next kind of a wrap week. Up, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, maybe wants to hold on to Christmas a little, yeah, a little longer. That's our New Year's movie. Batman Returns is our New Year's movie. Yeah, get ready. So get your uh nipples away. Gremlins, 1984, <laughs> Joe Dante, uh, who also gave us small soldiers and a lot of lot of TV. Thanks, episodes. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um he did a lot of stuff. Um I mean this ho- movie the is howling like the bird, the burbs, yeah. inner space. Yeah. Um Right, so, oh, good the, stuff. He what also guys... gave us Piranha, Joe Dante, by the way, oh, the original yeah. Piranha, the original Piranha movie, which also was uh, Joe. What, what's the guy? The effects guy worked on that too. The guy who did all the Gremlins um, worked on Piranha as well. I can't remember his name. I have it in my notes. I should probably open those. Yeah, Joe Dante has a handful of people that he works with a lot. And there's um, a, there's a handful of like very impressive puppeteering. Yeah, good like puppets. Chris, Chris Wallace. Or Wallace, I don't know how you say it, but yes, the puppets and the effects with the puppets and stuff are pretty freaking awesome. I mean, some of yeah. them are like, yeah, I mean, it's eh, like cheesy, but it's, but it's like they all work. It's so cheesy that it's like kind of like, like they know what they're doing. Like they right. know that they're like spilling over into like cheese town. Mm-hmm. Absurd. Well, like this is just the yeah. like this is this puppet doesn't actually have any armature to it, and it's just like, it's just going like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of just <laughs> or like on a fan or yeah, yeah, wiggling yeah. latex or silicone or just and, hanging from something and being mm-hmm. whipped around, around or, or swinging back and forth or yeah. But That's like great, I just I like how that, many of them there are. Yeah. yeah. God damn it! I, I don't even know where to like. I guess we just begin at the beginning, but yeah, let's do I that. just I I think a couple of things that touch upon are. What we're saying is like how fun this movie is. It's like they know how, like they know it's a silly movie, but they're also handling it very seriously. Like the actors, like to the Corey Feldman. Um, this is first the, movie, right? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, um, the science professor or teacher. Yeah. Lo- what a great side character, Petey Wong. 
the also um just the the family unit like the mom the dad and the son they're so like what we were talking about last week with uh lethal weapon like how textured they are and like yeah they're also there's different, so much going on together like like with the like they all like they love their dad and he means so he means well and he knows that he like sucks too but he's trying so fucking hard for them right and yeah. and then like even like the mom is like trying to use his inventions yes. like, kind of just like her love and respect for him and like and, but he she comes home he's like, like oh, and they might just be picking up the thing and then like his mom looks at the son at billy and like they kind of like eye roll at each other like yeah that's bullshit but whatever i'm just <laughs> glad he's home you know yeah his inventions are ridiculous. Like, but yep. not, it's like, not he's, he's, only do they never work, they're all completely pointless. Like, there's yeah, pretty much like, and that that's the first thing we learn about him. He's trying to sell his ridiculous Swiss Army bathroom thing. Yeah, it's like the pocket bathroom something bathroom buddy or something. But the thing about his inventions, though, is they look like they're manufactured. Like, they all have the same kind of modular design, and they have a logo. Right. He's yeah. got like the Pat Peltzer logo with the P, the little design on it. And I'm like, yeah, they don't look like like homemade, like Wallace and Gromit stuff. Right. They look like he like came up with the idea and then conned some people with money and actually like manufacturing a run of them <laughs> before they realized that it would. So I like when he's at the convention and yeah. He's like, yeah, a little bit more advanced than I thought. And then there's like a robot talking to it, like on the phone behind him. Yeah, right. But I'm like, I do uh, not use that for it promotes rest. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, robot yeah. is like straight out of like Fallout or like well, it, Lost it in Space a, or something. Yeah, yeah I thought space. it was Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a funny little like tidbit. So how does that failed inventor afford that house? Like every character in every Hollywood movie ever. That's of course. What, that was my question. Like, how does he even? And have they have a house? so many gifts too. Like all right. the all the uh, Mogwai start opening up all the gifts. I love like is every time I see this movie, I'm like Gizmo's so cute. He's like the cutest character <laughs> he, ever. He is the cutest is. character ever. He's Super so cute. fucking cute. Yeah. Like. F Grogu Gizmo forever. Oh my god, Gizmo! Like he'll just do like. Just like when he's like babbling to himself. Hey, you know, or, like why? he's like, so you know why he's so cute? Because it's fucking Howie Mandel did his voice. Howie right? Mandel. <laughs> yeah, Howie right. Mandel, you <laughs> son of a bitch. That actually he makes me, gets mad. me every time. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> Stripe voiced by famous voice actor. Oh, Frank, yeah. Frank can I Roker? Get a highlight of his career? I mean, Brad, you probably already know, but let me get, can I give a quick rundown for the folks at home? Yes. So Stripe's the dude with the Mohawk. He did, Frank Welker did the voices of all of the reindeer in the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Uh, he did like <laughs> half of the characters in the N64 video game Clay Fighter. He oh, did yeah. one episode of Star Trek Voyager for you, Brad. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a bunch Thank of you. Star Trek video games. <laughs> yes. um, he did the parrot sounds uh, in the movie Deep Blue Sea. Deepest blue is my head is like a shark's fin. Uh, <laughs> he was a boo in the video game Kingdom Hearts. He was the voices of many of the Martians in Mars Attacks. He uh, was fucking George yeah. in the 2006 version of Curious George. And uh, he was Tons various Transformers stuff. in the Transformers movies and video games. Yeah, I was going to say Megatron. Last but not least, 
the voice of the anaconda in the movie anaconda fucking hell give you this forgot. guy a goddamn fucking i mean you forgot about lifetime uh, achievement award forgot about fred from scooby-doo oh well yeah fred and dr claw oh hell yeah, yeah. from uh I, that's awesome inspector gadget which is basically the same voice was... as Soundwave. he's what he was Soundwave. Yeah. He did a like bunch mechanized. of stuff for Animaniacs too, and like all sorts of stuff. He was Soundwave in every iteration of Soundwave. Like he was Soundwave in the original series, and he was Soundwave in the uh, Michael Bay movies, and then in the Bumblebee movie, he was also Soundwave. I feel like IMDb doesn't even have all his credits. Probably not. It's so many. He so did so many. Like throughout the seventies, he was kind of one of the main go-to voice actors that well and he, he out- did a lot of like it, it just says like other voice vocal effects or something yeah. like, so he's just like making yeah i'll do that voice effects tons yeah. of, just just tons like, of bits. <laughs> video games tv shows everything yeah busy man frank welker what so yeah that's awesome um yeah he so where were we on the movie? The dad the goes, so it opens Howie Mandel. with the dad, right? Well, it opens and closes with the dad, uh, right? It's a little framing. narration, yeah. Which is funny because he's like not in most of the movie, right? And he, but he, he I mean, odd. he's like the catalyst of the entire movie. Sure, like his uh, sort of like, you know, what is it like capitalism or whatever? <laughs> it just takes off. Yeah. Well, like, I I love the like that that shot of the opening shot of Chinatown. Where it's panning across from like this alley, which he walks out of this alley with this kid. Yes. And there's like a sailor like picking up, I'm guessing, a hooker. What? And like In a there's children's movie? there's it's like the darkest, dankest fucking alleyway ever. And there's so many people just in the middle of the street walking every fucking direction, which is I know like it's a movie thing and it works and stuff, but like when you kind of are like logically thinking about it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, like, this, this movie is there to buy opium. This movie yeah. basically falls apart. If you try to think about it logically. Oh like, yeah, for sure. The it's rules, the oh, the rules are, are ridiculous. Yeah. We'll the rules, get into are, really, that, but it's the like, rules are really bad, but so, I do, I, I do like the premise. Like yeah. he, he's a salesman he finds himself in this like crazy situation. He's got this. I, 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 like immediately he tries does. to sell the thing. Yeah. And then and, he like scams his way into getting what he wants. Like he's like, everything yeah. has a price and on the, and the little kid has a hundred dollars. And that little kid's like, what? Yeah, it's just like, boing, 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 boing. $200. $100. I'm set for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, then we get the rules via like a voiceover in slow mo. Like we're seeing slow motion footage of the dad walking away with the Mogwai, and we're getting ADR of the kid telling him the rules, like with an echo, like yeah. he's some sort of overlord or something. Well, I think it's just like you know, ominous. Emphasize that, yeah. Like he just, it's not. They just wanted to make it more impactful than just the kid being like, "Hey, Mister." You know? Yeah. Well, that yeah. kind of sets up the whole movie. Yeah. But so the rules, the first one I understand, the light thing, that's like so they sure, can shoot like... it a certain way. Sure. Like mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they did the same thing with the thing where like the the creatures look so good because of how they're lit. 
mostly right. it's dark all the time like they're only lit yeah. from one direction really so that yeah. gives them an excuse to keep it kind of dark when they're showing the monsters or the creatures the other two rules like make a, no it, sense at all like yeah. how are you going to avoid water like how are these creatures not the Everyone dominant life wet. form on earth right now right <laughs> yeah because every they, water literally falls from the sky in yeah. most places on a regular occurrence it's like you remember signs the M. Night yes. Shyamalan movie, like that's the right. twist at the end. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, they can't be touched are, by water. How are the aliens going to invade a planet that's 75% water? They didn't know. It's not like they're <laughs> smart aliens, they're just normal ass aliens, I guess. Yeah, and then feeding them after midnight. Like, when is it? Or do they know time like, zones? When, yeah, midnight yeah. till when? Midnight yeah. till when, jackasses? I know. If they should have just been like when the sun is down or something. Yeah, some yeah, yeah that anyway. would have worked. Something because that works anywhere, any time of the year. But like after midnight is like right. It's always after midnight, you dickholes. Well, it's just that sounds better than like sure. It's I, like, like Cinderella or something. It's, yeah, it's, like oh, when the in, clock strikes midnight, you, yes, you right. can't do this. Psyche. Yes, yeah, yeah. in a cinematic kind of like it sounds better. Yeah, yeah, realm. It's it it works. It sounds also, it sounds like a bad. Also, it's like a thing from a bad B movie, monster B yeah. monster movie, which right. they are like satirizing, like but, and leaning heavily into. Well, I think the tone of this movie is pretty much perfect. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. It is very silly. A lot of it is very like the logic of it is very loopy and nonsensical, but it works because the tone of it is just right. Like. Like you said, the characters are taking it seriously, but there's yeah, lots of really well. humor in it. I mean, like, you, it's good this direction, is, it, too. It, it, it's also like, I think, a um, sort of like a, a mark of like a good writing is like, and, and well performed characters is you remember every character. You remember the sheriff, yeah. you remember the deputy, you remember everybody at the bank, you remember the, the boss, yeah, you remember the, the plow guy and his, his wife. Dick his Miller. Poor, his poor, sweet wife. His poor wife. <laughs> Dick Miller is emotionally a Joe regular. for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's just like singing and trying to head, and she's like, hey, what happened to that goddamn fucking TV? And he's like, you she's got like, the you thingy. got the remote, silly. And she's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. I, that's uh, a very, that part kind of makes me sad. That's a very 80s gets, thing, too, to to bitch about like foreign cars and yeah, but this like movie's foreign like TVs and stuff. Dark, too. Yeah. Phoebe Cates' like backstory about her dad. Yeah. Okay, that's the only part. That part is dumb AF. That part's terrible. Spielberg begged him to take that out of the movie, and Dante insisted on leaving it in yeah really it's yes. ridiculous it is but it well, is she dark kind of too. sets it's... it up a little bit where she's like hey she like... does but i feel like the the actual i don't think it's bad to have like a bad story about her dad just who has a chimney you can actually crawl down and who would try to presence. do that yeah that's right it's that's the parts that's dumb for me she's selling it as hard as she can and i like the dark backstory of why she hates christmas i just think that the one they picked is I think they were trying to make it like B movie stupid and yeah. went too far. Well, that's the the creatures in this are B movie stupid too. But that Yeah, I works. mean like the the like, bar yeah. scene is the like where it's really like just Crazy. so out of control. I would yeah, say a couple of shots that, of that they probably could have taken out. The 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 strongest area of this uh, in this movie is the when the and like where the tension's really good, the acting's really good, the like it takes its time is whenever 
they the mogwai trick billy by eating the clock wire yeah, and, and he feeds him all the fucking hungry. chicken wings yeah, yeah. I, i'm like oh, he gives I him a such a good wings. little guy he's like mm -mm, i don't yeah. want a chicken yeah oh he's so i'm sorry how howie mandel howie mandel howie 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 howie. got this you son of a bitch you're ruining everything <laughs> merry christmas can we make a rule okay we're not allowed to talk we about make three H rules um anymore okay. yeah we make three rules don't yeah. feed howie mandel after midnight don't yeah. talk about him uh, yeah. and definitely don't get him wet yeah <laughs> he's already horny as fuck he is horny so, as fuck yeah. um yeah when when they 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 turn into the like uh chrysalis like pods poopas. the poopas that's like the act poopas. two basically transition from act one to act two when the... yeah and the whole sequence with the like where like he billy goes to check on um the the the, the science long. professor and uh then he like is the the whole sequence with the mom it's basically the sequence with the mom leading it's up so, to the massacre in the kitchen into a horror movie god damn turns, good yeah it's so good it's so good. Her, the intensity that she has on her face, like what she is do, she is the best part of the movie, in my opinion, other oh, yeah, than Gizmo. I think. Right. Um, As like uh, uh, the best human. She, yeah. when she gets up there and she's like, whoa. And then she like, hears the, uh, like, do you hear what I hear? Which is the <laughs> yeah. best use of it's that song so good. fucking ever. It makes me like, like that song. And that whole sequence is like getting out of my kitchen. And she's, she's like, She's, she's performing. Badass. She's performing it like as if it. I was thinking about. I recently saw this. Uh, a climber get attacked by a black bear. And he's like, when fucking death is on the line, and you have to fight for your life, you do crazy shit. Like he's going, yeah. ah, ah, ah. he's like screaming for his life, but also like get the like he can't even really talk, and he's like right. yeah. this grown man like screaming this weird. Like but to be clear, you saw this on the internet, not in yes, real yes, life. Yes, okay, yes, okay. She's, she's selling was, it though. It, it was maybe what you're saying. Like I'm just getting at the point that like yeah. her decisions as an actress or an actor is so fucking cool. Like she definitely sells it. Is so cool. Oh yeah, and like and interacting the setup the of the puppets and everything. And, that, and then it's the whole setup of all the inventions. The yeah. uh, and her control over the kitchen, where she like grabs the the, the spray and she's. At that point, she has like some confidence. Yeah. And then the setup with the fucking sword that every time somebody comes in, the sword falls, yeah, down. The sword falls down. Oh, yeah. This, how many times? And that Take whole a drink sequence... every time the sword falls. Yeah. But like when Billy comes in, he's like, hey. And like, <laughs> what? Like a baseball bats the. His head off, takes his head, head off, off, and the oh, head yeah. goes so flying into the fire. It's like, like the, the timing of it all and the buildup of it and how the, badass the mom is i mean it gives you like it gives me chills like it's that good the gremlin in the microwave is one of my all-time favorite deaths in a movie it's it's really that good has Cisco always Ebert stuck with me in it's, the review yeah. oh really that no, has I, always I, stuck with me that kitchen scene the massacre where she kills oh, like four of them oh yeah it's so it's good always, she, i like when she picks up the um folding table to uh block like the the dishes being whipped at her and yeah. like how she kills them all and and then when she grabs both knives right she grabs she's one like and just she straight up stabs one. one of them like <laughs> yeah to death with two knives she's like double fisting knives like stabbing the gremlin off screen but you see like the green blood flying everywhere and 
No, the movie um, goes from like, you know, 15 to 175 and like that right. like three minute scene. Uh, to pull it back a little bit, the um the town square is also the Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Big, uh, 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 back to the future. Yeah, well, I, that's that I actually lot, right? looked that up. It's the uh it's called the co- courthouse square lot it was used in like a ton of stuff dozens of movies like it was first used in 1948 uh it was famously used in uh to kill a mockingbird and so Hmm. it was it was called mockingbird square for a long time it's it's burned down and been rebuilt three times (laughs) as recently as 2008 and yeah like we mentioned uh in uh, escape from la it's used in that too for like a post-apocalyptic disneyland (laughs) <laughs> I don't see. I've but yeah, that, I think that this, episode. this, and uh, Back to the Future are probably the where it's the set is the most visible. Like they're almost it's all the shots extremely kind of, obvious. Yeah. yeah, like oh yeah, it's, anytime it's, it's they're the outside, yeah. it's that set, and uh, yeah. even the the layout of it where there's like a movie theater at the end of the road, right? And you see it a bunch of times. It blows up in this movie. They blown that movie theater. Up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Is it named Mogwai? And That's then the name of the species. I think the species yeah. is named is Mogwai. It? I think. Yeah. I, they I call believe, it a I, that was, that was yeah. what I that was my impression. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. And and the name of that Mogwai is Gizmo. Yeah, but the dad just named it that. Like it didn't Yeah, that's that's not the they didn't he didn't come with that name. That's yeah, the the Storner calls it a Mogwai, but it's not clear if that's like just that creature or if that's like the species. I always thought it was the species, but sure, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how I've always taken. Yeah, I think it it when it it goes from a caterpillar to a moth, it goes from a Mogwai to a gremlin. That's gotcha. kind of what I yeah. That was how I've always thought about it too. Yeah, they're. Uh, really intelligent like cutting on like all right it's bubbling and like growing and then like that the next cut is a dog reacting and the next cut is them like like rolling over with their ears closed and that just that idea of like oh Oh, they have their ears closed and they'll open up and they'll reveal their eyes and face like it's like a ball at first and then yeah logically progresses and how they pop off his back and oh poor gizmo's face whenever he's like multiplying it's just like oh yeah, that's like the first part that probably as like a kid you're like, oh, this is a fun movie. Then you're like, oh my god, Gizmo! No, <laughs> I saw this in the theater at I was 11 years old, and I, it terrified me. Oh yeah, but this I, movie freaked me out. Like it, it there, the music, great music. Yeah, by the yeah. way, the score, yeah. the entire score is awesome. Like, yeah, again, they need to bring that back. There's basically there's like the main theme. There's the gizmos theme which kind of ties into the love theme with uh um, phoebe cates phoebe, Billy phoebe, and phoebe whatever her character and then is. it's kate, kate then there's the Katie. gremlins that yeah there's different themes there's like character themes in the score we were talking about this they don't do that anymore do that like no movie scores are not memorable anymore no they're, they're, they the don't... last one that was okay is like that there is a bit of something is the Avengers, and in previous before yeah, that and there are like Harry hooks, Potter, like Harry Potter yeah. had 
good score like because yeah. it yes. had character-based music and yeah lord of right. the rings had like yeah. location-based music mm-hmm. like harry every... potter had location-based music too a little but yeah like there was touchstones in the score that even the flipping recognizable scores the flipping police academy movies had good scores yes right <laughs> those like those movies are terrible but they have good memorable scores. you hear the music and you're like oh fuck yeah best part of the movie yeah so yeah that's something that's really lo- been lost it's almost like a lost art form i i you... blame and Who it's and blame? not only is it it's the score is then also what gizmo sings yeah right yeah yeah so it's woven throughout the movie uh, and, and he like he knows like the keys he's like no that's wrong and then he like hits the yeah correct key <laughs> for him uh, oh, that's billy so smart he's so cute billy has the quintessential 80s teenager attic bedroom like i want how, that bedroom, how old man. is he how old is he <laughs> yeah, well he, he, is he's he? going to the bar he works he's at the bank chuck jones yeah but i was gonna bring that i love that i chuck I jones is a bar patron yeah and he's commenting on billy's drawing which yeah. is something that is a character beat you almost miss like they don't really yeah it doesn't really go anywhere like judge reinhold comes in and just shits all over he does (laughs) not get a what for in this movie well i think his character was was originally a lot bigger in the script like why why don't they what happened did he like not because that unless i'm missing something there is not a scene with him getting like Fucked up by gremlins. No, I well, I yeah, think I there think was. I think they shot a bunch it, of stuff. Yeah, because yeah. his character was supposed to have an arc, but as it is, like the cut of it now is like he just disappears. That there's that yeah, scene I'm in the bar, the first and then cut he... of this. Yeah, I'm I love like Corey Feldman like coming coming over in the in the Christmas tree thing, and he like pulls his goddamn, and he like pulls the the hat <laughs> off of it, and it, like the delivering the Christmas tree, and then like they're just so much good coverage of like once everything goes to shit like him like with his uh slingshot like defending off his like his bedroom throughout yeah. through the window and stuff like like the setup of the oh god this is this like a like people would be like oh gremlins that's a silly stupid movie like whoa whoa hold on you fucking idiots! It's a fun this movie. movie. This they, is like, what, but, and they uh, commit. No, it's to a, the it's bit a very good movie. So hard, yeah. They commit to the bit, and the, like the thing that's hardest about it is having as many set, like all the gags and how many gremlins there are, and how many shots and setups and everything. Like you don't do that in this type of movie. Like you know what I mean? Normally, yeah. they're like, well, we can get away. We'll just do the funny thing here and then a funny thing there. This is like, no. What if we actually made it like as good as it could be quote unquote and it's still like a goofy funny horror comedy b movie movies they don't have whatever gremlins has anymore where you know all the characters they all have like this background that's not like force-fed to you Right, you feel like you're in the world yes. and understand it and are experiencing it with the characters instead of the movies like either happening to you or happening to the characters and you're yeah. just an observer. Like this is more like you feel, you know what, Gus? Well, here comes really, the uncle. They really and earned he's it, an asshole, and yeah, they fucking yeah. earned it. God damn it, they, they stuck it. They worked hard. The yeah. the whole town is like a character in this. Like yeah, 
you get the radio DJ who's set up right away. This is shit so you, good. The, na- the National Guard's here. The and, and I'm not, yeah. and, and DJ, whatever his name is, like, yeah, I'm not like, going down. He's like, yeah. I had a tough, it's been a tough night for DJ Rock and Randy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. It's so He's like, what are you, wait a minute. You're the, not Rock and Randy fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you get like Dick Miller, who's got like a backstory that's kind of hinted at, like he's out of work. He's a he's like drunk at the bar, and Phoebe Cates is like helping Techie him harvester. get home. Like maybe you should walk. He's he's gonna drive his snowplow home, but Phoebe when Cates Bill, is like, yeah, you, Billy's is which is yeah, like a thirty. Like, he was tractor. right about the fucking gremlins. But they got mm-hmm. like a little backstory for him, like well, which is that, like I forgot. I didn't. I forgot as a kid. I saw this movie a bunch of times, mostly on TV, right? And yeah. I totally, maybe it was cut out of the TV version, the mythology, like gremlins come from World War II. And like, I totally forgot about that. Right. And like that. There's there's a Bugs Bunny, you know, Looney Tunes with uh, where he's like fighting gremlins. Right. Um, but I forgot about that until like, you know, relatively recently that like, oh, that concept comes from like British aviation, like pilots and mechanics being like, oh, there's like there would just be wires that were frayed and stuff that was burnt out. And they were like, there must be these weird little creatures that are fucking everything up. And so that dude with the snowplow, the Kentucky harvester, like introduces that whole mythology right up top. Yeah. Right. Because Billy can't start his car, which again leads into there's a, that's a setup and payoff of like, he finally, Oh my God, my car started and then it dies. Yeah. We got to make a break for it. How about Brad? How about that first wide shot of, the that's fully the only stop motion shot stop motion shot yeah yeah is that the only one i think it is they wanted to do them in stop motion originally it was it was just gonna take too long yeah but that that shot remained it's a little out of place i mean it's crunky like the animation on it's crunky it's like the I think Star it's Wars, awesome. some of the Star Wars stuff. No, it looks it's like good it for a wide shot. I mean, and there's so many yeah. of them, and they're all like you couldn't do that any other way. You couldn't do that shot with right. animatronics because they couldn't like walk like that. Marionettes would have looked like some of the Muppet stuff where they're like butts are behind their heels. Yeah, and the, you don't get the weight like with with puppets like and Muppet and Sesame. You don't yeah. really get the weight on the feet. They always yeah. trying to hide the feet. Well, there, there, there is one particular one of the my favorite shots of the Gremlins is a feet shot, and it's whenever they're at the school Wait, and Billy Tarantino over here. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy is like, um, get, goes back to the school with the sword after he saves his mom, and because they chase uh, Stripe, Stripe there. And he has sets the alarm off. And he goes to turn the alarm off, and he like jumps out of that area, and like, and Billy kind of falls on the ground. He scratches his chest, yeah, just like fucking with him, and he like runs off. And there's like a shot where he comes down, and his feet plant and and jumps off. It looks so good. The, the timing of all that, and he's like, he sees the water, and then he takes a big cannonball into it, and it's and then that's like, like holding his Whoa! nose. And he... Yeah, like weird. Like, like, there's so many good details. Yeah, <laughs> like him holding his nose. Like there's like grandma's picking their boogers and stuff in the bar. Like they just add in all of these little things because all of the gremlin puppets, except for Stripe, are exactly the same. Except for like their clothes and maybe they're painted, but you know, they're like they're just oh like, yeah the same molds or right. whatever. Um, but they're dressed different like yeah right they dress them different they paint them slightly different but they're all shaped exactly the same right they do such a good job at like giving them all like 
individual characteristics like they had good puppeteers working on stuff for the most part the like a lot of the animatronic stuff like gizmo having him in the backpack is like so fucking smart so they could have the battery pack and everything in there right and he could still like the one shot when the movie theater blows up and he goes like i almost like pissed my pants and died like i was like oh my god he's so cute yeah like just whenever like, yeah. you see a bunch of them, you got the PB Kate's holding the backpack with Gizmo yeah, like, in it, hugging it. Uh, uh, the yeah, bar, good. you got the bar scene, and they got the movie theater scenes where there's just a ton of them. Yeah, that that movie theater scene is insane. It really it's is. like there's there's dozens. Is that layers? What those shot from the front when they show like the whole theater full? That's got to be like composite. I think it's. Right? I think it's got to be. I don't know how you it's get that be. many puppets. But you can tell some of them are just like five or six puppets on like a board. Right. People are just doing that this and they're like shit. on a spring. But okay. still. That's one of that's uh, that like they come there and they're like, they're watching Snow White. This, Snow White and the Seven Doors. And they're love they're loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and then and yeah, that, and that part where they're like la- they're like laughing at it first. They're like, "This is stupid." Then everyone's like, "Hi ho!" And they're all like, "Whoa!" And they're like, "Hi ho, hi ho!" And they start singing. Yeah, because they like to sing. Gizmo like, singing, hi ho. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking like, wow, they used real footage from an actual Disney movie in yeah, this movie, yeah. this other, this Spielberg movie. Yeah. Which is like okay, like. <laughs> This film is kind of like, it's like a gremlin. Like, it's like the life cycle of whatever this creature is, if it had a name. You know what I mean? Like, it starts out all, like, cutesy, very cuddly, and then morphs into, like, a dark horror comedy, which is, like, what the gremlins are all about. Pretty clear act breaks, too. Like, the act structure is pretty pretty tight. The storytelling ramps up believably and um by act three it's just insane like that it's just gremlins everywhere causing massive chaos destroying everything i love so many like gags and visual bits and yeah it's just setups payoffs a lot of setups and texture characters like you remember all the characters you remember the guy the you remember the fucking gas station clerk I know. Yeah. That has no lines basically. He's basically going, huh? Yeah. Okay. He's the guy who's like <laughs> buying his smokeless ashtray. Yeah, and then he's leaving. He's like, it's totally fine. Yeah. Everything's okay. He's like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's guaranteed. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Oh Deagle has got to be like the most loathsome character. There is like, okay. She so, wants oh, to kill the dog. Oh, and she... then like there's a moment where she's gonna throw water on Christmas carolers. Like Right. When she goes to the door, it's like, I hate Christmas Carol. She got a she... bucket of water that she's going to throw on them. That, 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 like uh, how she's talking to her cats. And that is improv. Those cats are doing crazy shit. And she is just, just responding to it. Responding cat, to it. The cats are all named after different currencies. It, it, do you think it's it's like Joe Dante's fucking young? He just did howling. Now he's been handed this shit. And he's like, holy shit, like I'm going to make that Spielberg money fucking thing. And Spielberg's in there, like maybe Spielberg's helping him, like, producing. Yeah, he's yeah, Spielberg's ideas all, out. He's got a hand in it, too. Spielberg be like, hey, I want to help you make your movie like that's going to. And happen. you know you that know you, I mean? you talk to Spielberg about stuff. He's like the most creative fucking filmmaker ever. Like he's going to like he's always seems to give you all kinds of exactly. Yeah. But it never gets too dark, right? It never gets like. The only time that I think it's very dark is the Phoebe Cates bit. 
Yeah, that's pretty dark. Yeah. Otherwise, like it's this ebb and flow of being like. But it, it's always there's always levity. Like that's what I mean about the tone. It's like a really good tone because it's, 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 it's a horror movie. Like the beats of it are a horror movie, but it yes. never feels too. That's what scary. that's what I was getting to like, with like that that beat of of that like let's start with one. It's it's a perfect setup. You're setting just one apart, and it's turning. Yeah. One one Mogwai is turning into Gremlin, and one guy is going to be killed. Does he have yeah. to be a black guy? Unfortunately, I wrote God that. Damn it. I wrote that Come down. That you have the black yeah, guy the first dies person, first yeah. trope. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate, but, but he is a scientist. So he, I also like I, that the the day that like the day of like Christmas break, he's showing like some crazy like heart. Like, I know uh, surgery. Uh, yeah. Well, he just didn't want to teach that day. He's just like, I'll just throw on a movie. Yeah. You know, I, I get this old movie about how often a bird's heart beats and let's <laughs> throw that on. <laughs> so um, I love act three of this movie. I, it's so crazy and so weird. Yeah, It, it kind of does this. It, another sign of a good movie is like it only kind of gets better as it goes on. I mean, yeah. I still think that that one sequence is like my favorite right. of the sequences, yeah. but the entire thing is fun. It's well paced. There's never really much of a lull. They keep raising the stakes like yeah. consistently. Yeah. They don't jump too far, you know. And it's... even when it's just Stripe, like he is like a a great adversary. Like like. Oh yeah, he's smart. I I like how intelligent the uh, Gremlins and Mogwais are. I wrote down like at the end when Stripe dies. I don't know if we want to get to the ending yet, um, but like he's got there's like three different puppets of him as he's dying, oh, and they're, they're all so cool. Oh my god! Yeah, he's so got cool. like well, they set up the back, the bubbling back thing. So like when he's in the he's in the fountain and his back starts to bubble, and you're right. just like oh shit! But then like you know Gizmo brings the shade down and the sunlight hits him. And he's like, what what an hilarious shot. Yeah, and he just, it's just like obviously (laughs) like, oh, I know. Well, I like the shots where he's driving and it's like rear screen projected. Yes. him in that little like barbie uh, his face he's making stuff yeah he's like <laughs> there's a there he's like in bed with billy and they're watching tv and he's like they're falling asleep and he's like yeah. like trying to stay awake yeah he's making yeah. a crazy face like he's afraid of what's on tv uh, but it's like also like wait is he afraid of what's on tv or is he just like falling asleep yeah right it's a good animatronic it's not perfect but it does have a very good range of expression for you know and just practical... good, good puppeteering, like oh, to yeah. get to get that oh, much yeah. emotion. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like you can make it doesn't matter how good the animatronic is if the person operating it doesn't understand how to try you know use that to convey something specific. Yeah, and, and it's what, hard. What the character is supposed to be thinking and feeling in that moment, like it always sure. comes through. So yeah, his melted puppets at the end are like he's got like stripes dying and there's like a half melted puppet at one point that's like writhing around and then there's another puppet like when he's on the ground and he's kind of been reduced almost to a skeleton yeah and that's when like the dog comes up to him yeah and And then there's one that's like a balloon that they i'm assuming reverse the shot where they're inflating it right yeah those were balloons though all the like bubbling stuff was all just like yeah 
there's so many smart little things where it's like off camera or just off camera and cutting it, away it, i think helps yeah. too. like yeah oh. lots of great cuts to come back to a different puppet but like i don't know sort of the lesson behind all of that is like they're like using cinematic language to like make a movie and it's like a movie and it's like cinema Imagine that. like <laughs> right hey well, let's and... make a movie where we don't have any cuts right okay and then uh, let's make it worse and plant two boomers behind gus in the movie theater while he's watching that movie <laughs> for him to really hate that movie <laughs> but um and now I'm um, trying to figure out which movie are you, are you talking about? 1917. 1917. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like, I get the idea. It's like, oh, you're with these guys the entire way through their like mission. Yeah. Like that's kind of a cool concept, but also usually my favorite things in movies aren't oneers. They're like a cut Montage to stuff. It's the cut of like, it's yeah. the cut on this action and it's like pushing in on this person and it's cutting to their reaction right. because that's, that's like I... the thing that that's like the cinematographer director and dp that's their brush you know what i mean like editing yeah. and montage is the thing that you can do in filmmaking that you can't do in real life yeah you know well, that's what i like about the spielberg oneers is that they they're they just feel like just long enough to where yes. they don't draw attention to themselves and, you know, and they're and they're, they're still what structured Lucas exactly because they're going from a close up to a medium to a wide to a close to up coverage to, to yes. a pillow shot to another yes. thing to a, yeah like he's still and they're telling a story them as a montage yeah right it's just yeah. directed well like the idea behind it they they did yeah everything means something yeah and when they're what they're showing you and how they're showing it and when they're cutting is all really smart. Yeah. And works to a tell the story and b to get you to believe that these puppets are actually living creatures. Yeah. Well, right. well I guess it's kind and of they, that thing. It's like you can have like any movie can be good if like you right. fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, I mean, like of course, so budget simple and, story. Yeah, but like, yeah. right. Um, I also was impressed at like they're Muppet-sized puppets, right? Right. But like at no point does it feel like Muppety where you're like, oh, look at that, like 7000 feet of headroom or whatever. You know what I mean? Because like, oh, oh yeah. they can't show the like they always find a way to frame them and shoot it so that the, it doesn't feel like they're hiding something from you. Whereas right. like when you watch like a Muppet movie or so, you know what I mean? They're it's clearly always, hiding you're the thinking feet. about it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's like, well, you can't see below their belly button because it's just right. a tube. Right. They're, uh, right. Like, can't show the feet because there's no mm -hmm. weight. There's no way to show weight. Yeah. But they do it here because, like, the feet are a different puppet, right? Like, when you sure. see the feet and they, walking. And they just, like, thought about what can we do to show that enough so that when we don't show it, you're not like, Hey, how come they're not showing the feet again? You know? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. There's enough coverage. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. it's kind of that principle behind uh, the first Jurassic park. Like we're going to have CG yeah. and we're going to have practical, but we're going to mix it in enough. And then you're also not going to see a lot of it or it's going to be obscured yes, and lit really and, dark. Yeah. Or or, and like every other movie that's ever been fucking made up to that alien. Do you know what I mean though? It's like every movie was just like hiding the thing 
the stuff because it was like, oh shit, we can't it really pull better. this off. And let's figure out the best way to make this work the best way we possibly can right. in our situation with what we have. Yeah. And this movie has the benefit of it being leaning into that cheesiness factor. So when there's right. like a, a gremlin totally. break dancing and it doesn't yes. look good, you're still like, but that's still fucking pretty cool. Or it's funny. This movie isn't jumping at the bit to show you it's goods. Does that make sense? Yeah, it no, it's just letting time. it happen. It's just letting yeah, it so happen you, the way that Well, it I, that was a note that I made was that they were smart about how and when they showed the creatures. Yeah. Because like, you don't fold slowly. Act two, you don't really see much of the gremlin version of the creatures. Like, yeah. They pop like, out. There's a couple of jump scares with them, but you don't really see them see until a act hand, three. And an arm. The, the amount of time, it, the, the, the scene of like them waking up in the morning and like, Billy's talking about his day and like she go and like the dad saying what he's going to go do like the amount of time you spend with that family. And like, she goes to make the coffee and it's all sludge. And and then the dad like laughs and goes, what's wrong with this? Like, and then they laugh to each other. Like he's not, he he's, he's in on that joke too, which is so like personable and great to the, his character and like to the whole, to them as a family unit. Like, uh, I don't know this, that, there's so much thought behind all of it, which is so silly to think whenever you're like, yo, Gremlins has this much going on for it. You know what I mean? I don't know. This yeah. is good. This is good a good movie. movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's it's a Christmas more, movie. It's way it's more rewatchable. I I I watch it like I would. I don't have to. Doesn't even have to be Christmas. And I watch this fucking. Movie. <laughs> I, See, it I remember June. it being like goofy June. now, like. Like, I remember the gruesomeness, but I didn't remember the goofiness from, like, when I saw it, like, years ago. Oh, the bar ago. scene it's is where it gets I remember so the goofy. goofiness and not the gruesomeness, but maybe because I saw it on, like, cable and they cut some of the stuff out, you know? A lot maybe, when I was yeah. Kid. Well, I think this, well, it was more Temple of Doom, but the people yeah. credit, credit this and Temple of Doom with the PG-13 rating. because Right. Spielberg, like, said, well, we need to, yeah. It was somewhere in between. I think Temple of Doom's yeah. darker. Like that movie's really dark. Yeah, yeah I mean, a dude rips a guy's heart loved, out with his I, hand. I, I mean, <laughs> there was something about this style of '80s movie that was kind of geared towards kids, but also was like they're still like trying to make like a really cool, entertaining movie for like everybody. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a very weird thing because it is dark and scary. And I was freaked out as a kid about stuff, but I, I loved Gizmo. Uh, but yeah, this movie's awesome. I, I, I love, I think it's uh, honestly, it's basically a perfect movie. They kind of made what they were trying to make. Uh, you know, there's this and that, that, you know, John J judge Reinhold doesn't get fucking his what for, but like whatever. I mean, the it's movie like is definitely, it's not really trying to say something and there is some stuff shoehorned in, but there is definitely a like takedown of the classic Americana, perfect holiday. You know what I mean? Like that it's all kind of yeah bullshit and that, you know, we always end up ruining it. Well, it's still on HBO Max. Uh, go watch Gremlin. Yeah, hey, go should watch we... it before they delete everything on HBO Max. Should we do the sequel too? You guys see the sequel? The I haven't match. seen the sequel in so long. I love the sequel. I just remember the super sexy lady gremlin. Mm -hmm. There's like the Donald Trump type character. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the whole thing takes place in like 
Trump Tower, but it's like called Clamp or something. And well, my understanding is that they kind of like, like they Joe Dante was like, there shouldn't be a second one of these, and like they're like, no, oh, here's yeah. the money, do it. And then he was That's like, totally oh, okay, what he did. Uh, and he just made guys. fun of it, yeah. like it's all like super meta. You um, want to do uh, what you watch now, huh? Let's do a segment that we like to call "What are you watching?" Um, Say it right, so- Brad. What are you watching? <laughs> uh, I don't have much, so I'll go first, if you don't okay. mind. Yes. Um, go for it. Um, I'll make it short. And I can't remember the actual full name of this movie, so Lucas, help me. The Banshees of... Inashiran, I think. Inashiran, yeah. It was really good. I didn't get to fully watch it because I was taking care of Augie. The you know what I mean? So of Inishiran? Yeah, it's the guy that did um in Bruges. Yeah. Okay. It's like it a takes, dark comedy. Yeah, dark comedy. Um This is a movie? Yeah. yeah. It's on HBO Max right Just now. Just came watch out it. like yeah. not oh, that long okay. ago. But it's probably yeah. gonna be up for like Academy Award, best picture. It's oh, right. um very good, a little over my head, probably on the like all the metaphors and yada yada but yeah. um really enjoyable kind of gross because you'll find if you, you watch the trailer you'll find out why it's gross don't watch the trailer no one watch any trailers ever yeah <laughs> anyways it was really good and um uh, yeah, a little over my head again i wasn't fully like tapped into it because i yeah. was watching it like kind of while he was snapping and then i get him up and i'd start it on again and he'd be yeah upset always... and then you know so yeah. like um but uh highly recommend to basically like anybody it was just um like that didn't sometimes movies like that like might detract from my viewing experience if they're like too esoteric yeah um but i wouldn't say it was really that there's definitely like skinnamarink it's kind of one of those (laughs) things like like maybe I'm getting it and I'm just like, wait, am I getting it? Is this, is it that simple? Like, or don't trust yourself. Or yeah, something? yeah. 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 But um, definitely, definitely worth a watch. It was good. That's, but that's it for me. Okay. Uh, All right, Adam, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I mean, like I literally haven't, like we were prepping to drive down here and stuff was going on. So I, I haven't really watched anything other than, gremlins uh <laughs> since the last time we talked so you're it's all you read oh okay uh well i only got a couple things too uh i finally watched malignant which i liked uh better than most james wan films i've seen in the last 10 years i don't know if you guys saw it like it's no horror. i no. i know about it and i i think i tried to watch it and I didn't give it enough. It's it's pretty nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it's James Wan. I mean, he gave us the whole Conjuring slash Insidious slash Annabelle franchise and the Saw franchise. Uh, Thanks, so. James. <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's like I was with it the whole time. I think there's some good directing in it. There's a sequence near the end where it's like, I think he's like more capable than he like almost lets on or something. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he's a good director. Yeah. Uh, tries. There's like a one shot where the, where the bad guy kills like 30 cops. I don't know. Should I spoil it for you or 
Right. It's spoilers. It, hashtag I know. I know about it a little bit. Well, it's like the, the killer, killer is, is like a, a fairy. No, Grandma. it's like like a um malignant, like Loch a twin, monster. like a the, cancer. The, the main girl oh. had a twin that she kind of absorbed. Like, what do you okay. call it? Like, like yeah, they were going to be twins, but they didn't fully right. separate. Yeah, and like they kind of they couldn't totally get rid of him, so they just pushed him into her skull, basically. <laughs> This, you find sure, this out in like Act Three. Like uh, you're not sure who the killer is, um, but they share a body. So like he takes over the body and kills people. Yeah. Um, so it's it's basically like a tumor, hence the name of. The yeah, basically, and uh, fucking Guato, like, dude. The shots, <laughs> like the shots of him, are pretty good. Like he's like a puppet in the back of her head when you see him. Oh, uh-huh. so it really is like he's like wow. there's like at the end of it, there's like a face coming out of the back of her head, which may or may not be real. I it's I don't know the whole thing. And is you very... thought Skinnerink was pretentious. Well, it's I'm just there, kidding. This that's thing, more goofy. Things actually happen in this. Like, yeah, and yeah. There's okay. you can like, right, the you camera's pointed. <laughs> you can see the characters' faces in this. So well, like, overrated, overrated. Can... <laughs> uh. The other thing I watched, and this is kind of messed up, but there's like a a documentary series on Netflix called um, in my notes, Don't Pick Up the Phone, which, uh, Gus, do you remember I was telling you to watch uh, Compliance? Oh, yeah. Remember I was yeah. telling you that? Uh, yeah, Did you ever watch it? No. I, I, I. Did you see Compliance, Adam? It's I the, don't think so. The same director who did uh, The Hunt. Which oh, I no, I you... did see. No, yeah, you talked about it, and I watched it, and I was like, God damn so it, like, Brad, why did you have me watch that movie? Yes. I, I watched Compliance. That's based on, like, a true story. Yeah, so I watched it not knowing anything about it, and I'm watching yeah. it, I'm like, this is ridiculous. There's no way this would ever happen. And, and, then, then, I, and then I go and Google it, and it's like, oh, this is exactly what happened. It's like, basically almost exactly what happened in real yeah, life. Yeah, so there, there's like this... Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this guy who would call fast food places pretending to be the cops, and they he would tell the managers to strip search employees. Yeah, and, and then he would also call and be like the like like field leadership, like you know, like a the, like yes. corporate representative, he, and like he had a whole them. spiel, yeah, that he would do, and sometimes nuts. sometimes they'd hang up on him right away. But like occasionally he would get them to do just horrific things like they're strip searching employees like like little by little like. Yeah, it's like the Milgram experiment, basically. Yes. Yeah. And so this documentary series is basically about that story. Oh, really? What's it called again? It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone. Yeah. I, I mean, I shouldn't watch it, but I'm definitely going to. It's like. It's pretty riveting. I don't know how well done it is. There's interviews with like actual people who were involved like the yeah. cop who was investigating and the lawyers and all that I just would like to know more about like the real uh, you know I, it's it's one of those things that i feel conflicted about it's like you f- hear about these stories and like man i want to know the details and it's like wait am i is there something wrong with me am i a bad person you know the details are awful right that's why i feel like maybe i'm a bad person for wanting to know about it but well it's like that it's 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 human interest thing it's right it's it's curiosity it's just like yeah how people respond to authority 
Like, yeah. And <clears throat> I don't know. It's the, the th- three or four cases that were like the worst where that, where he took it like as far as he could take it and people just went along and went along and went along. It's just like horrifying. Like literally it's horrifying. Like it's, like, it's one of those things that was like you said, if somebody wrote it, you'd be like, well, no one would ever do this. Like, that's I know not, like, like and, the reality is worse than the fiction. Well, you, if you saw like compliance, that was basically one of the worst ones. Like, yeah, yeah. It where, was bad. <laughs> where it just got, got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And then at the end, you're just like, and the oh, casting was really good in that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I feel kind of bad for the people involved in that movie that had to be on camera. I know but they did such a good job. The manager in that movie has been in a bunch of stuff too. She yes. was like, she was in like the um, handmaid's tale show and yeah, she's been in some horror movies. Wait, is she yeah. in hereditary? Yes. She's yeah, in hereditary. She's the she's person the who teaches her. Yeah. The friend yeah, that she yeah. meets at the meetings. Yes. That's yes. her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so fucked up. Yeah, but that's all I got for what do you watch? Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Happy holidays! Yeah, hey, it's, it's Christmas, ago. everyone! <laughs> it's Christmas. Well, it right, is well, also uh, nine at ten o'clock. So I'll record an outro. Is anything else? Do it. No, we it, we killed it, knocked it out of the park. Love you guys. Excellent. All right. Yes. Um. All right, gang. Thanks for listening. My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trouth. Adam is Renaissance Grunt. Email us a movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com. And we have um we have our own Instagram now. The podcast has an Instagram. It's just a movie odyssey. So hell yeah, it's Yay. fucking coolest Instagram the coolest out there. Instagram and... It is the coolest We're never Instagram. All right, cool. Okay, bye.